It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, which I did find out today that all the past shows that you might have missed since the Friday of the draft where the Carolina Panthers had drafted J.C. Horn instead of Justin Fields. That was the last one I had seen that had populated via Apple Podcast. They are now all up there. So if you miss any of those shows, you can go back on Apple Podcasts. That's where you mainly listen to the show and go back and download and listen to those shows and get my perspective of all things that the Panthers did in the NFL draft. Also, I've been doing these position breakdowns. We're going to finally get to the defense today, starting off with the cornerbacks and safeties. I've done that with the wide receivers, the quarterbacks, the offensive line, tight ends, yesterday's show. So if you missed any of those shows, go back on Apple Podcasts. You can find them. But if you're not a rating, reviewing, subscribing on Apple Podcasts, then you can also find the show on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on the new Odyssey app, on Stitcher, and pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. Just want to let you guys know that Apple Podcasts seems to be up and running for the Locked On Panthers podcast hosted by me, Julian Council, where you can follow me also on Twitter at Julian Council, where I'm going to need your participation every Friday throughout the offseason and in probably a different day once we get into the regular season, where you can ask whatever question you want to know for our Friday mailbag, any question you want to know about the Carolina Panthers or about me, or if you have any sort of suggestions on topics, I'm certainly willing to listen to that as we get here to the doldrums of the off season into the summer months where there's not going to be a ton of news going on. So if you have any suggestions, something you want me to talk about, I will certainly make a segment out of it if you give me something good. Also, if you're looking for any of the NFL perspective from across the league, NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Lockdown's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with Peacock and Williamson podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So make sure to go ahead and do that if you're looking for any of the more NFL news going on. But today, let's take a look at the cornerback position to start off the show. Currently, via Panthers.com, these are the cornerbacks on the Carolina Panthers roster. Dante Jackson entering his fourth season out of Louisiana State University was hindered all last season with a turf toe injury. He's now back healthy. J.C. Horn drafted eighth overall by the Carolina Panthers. He is expected to be a day one starter for this team. You also bring in A.J. Boye from free agency, a former pro bowler in Houston, was fantastic in Jacksonville as well. Spent last season in Denver after getting traded where he suffered a concussion. 
He had another shoulder injury, and then he was popped for a PED suspension, and he will not be available for the first two weeks of the season, which makes it even more important that J.C. Horn is ready to go week one for the Carolina Panthers. Rashawn Melvin, now on his ninth team in the NFL. He's in his early 30s, but he has experience. He has length, something that Scott Fitter certainly likes coming from Seattle. Troy Pride Jr., the fourth rounder in 2020 is back for another year, along with Stan Thomas Oliver, seventh rounder in 2020. And then this year, sixth round pick Keith Taylor out of Washington. And then a guy named Jalen Julius, who quite frankly, I have no idea who that guy is. But he's on the roster, and he's listed as a cornerback. So, cool. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome, Jalen Julius. Uh, So, looking at this position group, I think that if there is going to be a most improved unit on the roster, it has to be corner. Last year's cornerback position group was guys like Eli Apple, hoping that a former first-rounder who had spent time in New York, then went to New Orleans, and now came to Carolina, that he somehow could be redeemed and saved here in Carolina. Well, it turns out with his ankle injury and not wanting to fight through it, the Panthers didn't want to stick around with him very long, and he was cut in the middle of the season. You also brought in Rasul Douglas off of waivers after he was cut in Philadelphia. He had his moments, but didn't really fit the kind of scheme that Phil Snow wants to run here in Carolina, and he's no longer a Carolina Panther. So they needed to find someone to play opposite of Dante Jackson, who there are still questions about him, whether he's going to be a long-term fit here in Carolina as either the number one or number two corner, and I'd probably say he's going to be a number two cornerback in the NFL. I don't see him being a number one guy, and if he's your number one guy, then you probably are going to have a few issues at the cornerback position, which we saw last year when guys like Troy Pride and Stan Thomas Oliver had to play when either Dante was out of the lineup or having to go play opposite of Rasul Douglas or with Dante Jackson. So the depth that you know have on this roster by bringing in A.J. Boye, who's play better at this position than anyone at this on the current roster right now in the NFL he's been the best corner of all the guys currently on the depth chart at cornerback for the Carolina Panthers Rashawn Melvin 19 does not really excite me but he does have experience and I will take experience over youth especially when you saw what youth looked like last season with Troy Pride and Stan Thomas Oliver Keith Taylor coming from the University of Washington that has put out a plethora of secondary players that have been pretty good in the NFL we will see where he fits in. I'm going to see him more as a special teams guy. I was actually on the Locked On Pac-12 podcast last Friday talking about Keith Taylor and seeing how I think if he's going to make this team, it's going to need to be special teams. I do not see him playing above uh, Dante Jackson, J.C. Horn, or A.J. Boye, and probably not even Troy Pride. We'll see how he comes in, how he performs, but he's going to be a guy who's going to be somewhat of a project if he's even able to make this Carolina Panthers roster. Now, something that's interesting to me, and I've already talked about camp battles and how I think A.J. Boye, Dante Jackson will be an interesting camp battle. Dante Jackson will start off the season as the number one or as number one or number two corner playing alongside J.C. Horn or opposite of J.C. Horn, just out of the fact that A.J. Boye will not be available for the first two games. He will be available to play and, part- and participate in all practices and off-season workouts and in the preseason. Once the regular season starts, he will not be eligible week one and week two, but he will be back for week three. So Dante Jackson has the opportunity to essentially prove that he's going to be the number one or number two corner. He's going to be a starter by starting those first two weeks with Boye on the sideline. Now, J.C. Horn, though, there's got to be a considerable amount of pressure on him coming here to Carolina. They hadn't drafted a corner in the first round since getting Chris Gamble back in 2004. Uh, According to Peter King in his latest Football Morning in America, 
Matt Rule was very high on Justin Fields and Mac Jones. And, of course, Panthers, as we know, they bypassed drafting either one of those quarterbacks who were available at number eight and stood with their board, best player available, and went with J.C. Horn, which, credit to them, they wanted to use free agency so that they could go into the draft with best player available in mind, and they did that. So I do not begrudge them at all. I applaud them for sticking to the plan. Now, Matt Rule being high on Justin Fields and Mac Jones does not mean that he's higher on them than on Sam Darnold. Especially after what he said last week on the Rich Eisen show, and I honestly believe that he truly has a greater belief in Sam Darnold than he ever had with Teddy Bridgewater, because you cannot convince anyone that they really thought Teddy Bridgewater was going to be their franchise quarterback. Now, the money they gave him might have kind of signaled that they did, but again, the contract terms were never going to be longer than really two years, but it ended up only being one year where they effectively played him $33 million. Now, there's going to be a lot of pressure on J.C. Horn to perform well immediately especially the fact that this is a team that couldn't get off the field last year and it clearly bothered Matt Rule he brought this up in that press conference on draft night after they took JC Horn like they couldn't get off the field they needed better corners and they like his competitiveness I was told a week before the draft that they were really in love with this guy so they see him being that starting corner for the next five plus years, maybe 10 years, depending on how things work out with J.C. Horn here in Carolina. They see him as a long-term fit there. That whether Dante Jackson or A.J. Boyer here in 2022, they are focused on J.C. Horn being the future at that position out wide at corner. Now, it's not just pressure because they took a quarterback over him. It's also just pressure over the fact that they he's the top defensive player in the draft. They had every defensive player on the draft board available to them. And Patrick Sertan, who went ninth overall to Denver at corner. So there's pressure to perform because they didn't take a quarterback. There's also pressure to perform because you're the top defensive player. And there's pressure to perform because not only are you the top defensive player in the draft, the guy right behind you from Alabama in your same conference, Patrick Sertan, is going to play corner for Denver. So you're going to look at it if Horn struggles – well, should they have taken JC or should they have taken Patrick Sertan instead? Or should they have taken Justin Fields instead? Especially if Sam Darnold struggles. But I'd say there's probably more pressure on Sam Darnold to perform well, considering the Panthers put this much faith into him instead of taking Justin Fields than there is for JC Horn, who was top player on their board and they decided to take him instead of taking a quarterback. So when I look at the cornerback position, the deepest it's been, it feels like in a while here in Carolina, at least since the 2015 season. And. They definitely went out there, and they added the kind of pieces that they need, but there's going to be a lot of pressure on J.C. Horn to go out there and perform immediately for the Carolina Panthers if they're going to take that next step in 2021 and not feel regretful for not taking a quarterback at eight, even though I never thought that that was their plan in the first round a couple weeks ago. So that's how the cornerback depth chart sets up right now. What does it look like at safety? A position that we really haven't spent a lot of time talking about this offseason. I'll get into that in just a moment bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on your sports action baseball season is in full swing you can track all the action at bet online get all the latest news odds and info for all your sporting needs including mlb nba nhl and your ufc mma action before the next pitch head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Looking at the Panthers' safety position right now in the depth chart, this has quietly been one of those positions that I think should be a little concerning if you're a Panthers fan. Like I talked about corners just a moment ago. I think the cornerback position is deeper than it's been in a while. I think there's a lot of talent there. There's proven talent in A.J. Boye. Dante Jackson has certainly had his ups and downs in his career, but I think he's been, for the most part, a fairly solid player out at cornerback. J.C. Horn, a lot's going to be expected out of him. Rashawn Melvin brings in some experience. Troy Pride and Stan Thomas Oliver both got reps last season as rookies when they probably shouldn't have been out there, but they had their moments as well, even though they probably needed a bit more seasoning, and I think they're going to be better off having played last year than now being around some veterans in that locker room. So corner I feel confident about. This is a secondary that really struggled last year and has struggled really the last couple of seasons. Letting go of James Bradbury was certainly a confusing decision, and you could almost say the same thing at safety with Trey Boston. Now, I know Panther fans, and I'm not going to, and let me just, let me say this. Like, Trey Boston, nice guy. I think everyone likes Trey Boston. Trey Boston certainly was never at the same level as James Bradbury, so I'm not trying to equate the loss of Trey Boston to the loss of James Bradbury last year for the Carolina Panthers, especially when Bradbury went up to New York and played very well this past season for the Giants and former Panthers general manager Dave Gettleman, which funny about that was he didn't want to pay Josh Norman money. And effectively, he paid um, he, he paid James Bradbury the same money per year, less less years, two, two less years than what Josh Norman got in Washington than what Josh Norman got when he went to Washington Redskins. So it was just interesting that later on he didn't want to pay a cornerback back when he had Josh Norman when they were sitting in the franchise tag, but he ended up doing that with a guy he later on drafted in James Bradbury to replace Josh Norman signing him in New York. So I just thought that was interesting. But still, letting go of Trey Boston and cutting him post-June 1st cut so they could save some cap space, and at least they did it early on in free agency to give Trey an opportunity, and Trey, um, as far as I know so far, is still a free agent, which kind of tells you how teams view Trey Boston. And this is not that surprising because a couple of seasons ago when he was a free agent as well and the Panthers brought him in late, a lot of folks are like, we got to bring back Trey Boston, got to bring back Trey Boston, and they bring back the fact that all the interceptions that he's had, but he's always just been just an okay safety. I was happy when he got paid here in Carolina. He was just okay. But last year, he was a team leader. And he was one of your better defensive players on a very bad defense. So you have to kind of think that, well, you don't have a good defense anyway. It's a young defense, really. That's probably their main issue. When you look at some of the veterans, which veterans do you not need around? And I found it really interesting that they let go of Trey Boston and kept Justin Burris around, a guy who they could also have saved some money had they cut him after one season. And Burris was fine last year. Probably the biggest impact he ever had was the late interception in the fourth quarter in Atlanta when Matt Ryan and offense were starting to get going. You were kind of concerned that the Panthers might be throwing another game away at Mercedes-Benz Stadium on the road against the Atlanta Falcons. Turns out that did not happen. I just look at Trey Boston getting cut as a scenario where the Panthers have now kind of 
handcuffed and hindered themselves to depending on Jeremy Chin and Justin Burris being healthy through the entirety of the season. Like Burris missed some time last year. Sam Franklin, a format rule guy back in college, he stepped in and he played okay in spots. But are we really trying to depend on a second-year guy who's a former UDFA to step in and be your number two? Kenny Robinson was drafted out of West Virginia last year. He excelled a little bit in the XFL, had a good stint there. Didn't make the initial 53-man roster. Stayed on the practice squad. They brought him back and forth. Where does he fit in? JT Ives guy out of South Carolina they brought in. I don't think he's going to make the roster. Sean Chandler also another guy. I don't think he's going to make the roster. So we're really looking at safety. He's looking at Jeremy Chin, Justin Burris, Sam Franco, and Kenny Robinson. This could be a scenario, depending on how things play out, where the Carolina Panthers might be looking at the waiver wire post-cutdowns to where, like last season with Rasul Douglas, they're bringing a guy who's going to end up being an integral part of their secondary at the safety position. Now, Jeremy Chen, he's going to move back to safety. His natural position when he played at Southern Illinois, where he's a very good player in the Missouri Valley Conference in the FCS. He was great last year, primarily playing as a linebacker. I do wonder if Chen struggles the next season, upcoming season coming up here in 2021, in coverage at safety, will there be questions about whether he's better off as more of a hybrid guy who plays a linebacker or plays in the nickel than he is as a safety? Phil Snow has said that in terms of his long-term prognosis and his longevity and staying power in this league, he's better off to be playing back at safety because he's not necessarily as big and a guy who needs to be playing linebacker and getting – he had a ton of tackles. He was great last year. He just went around with his body. Can he withstand that for a decade? I don't know. But Phil Snow believes that he's better off as a safety, and I think that's what they drafted him to be. And they got rid of Trey Boston to allow him the opportunity to be a safety, which I'm completely fine. Would they have been better off moving Trey Boston around and then having Jeremy Chin next to him? Or is it a better situation that they have currently with Justin Burris and Jeremy Chin both playing at safety alongside each other? So I just wonder if Burris struggles, if not Burris, if Chin struggles whether there was going to be some calls for him to move back to the linebacker or if they try to play more at linebacker. Because when you look at linebacker, which you haven't gotten into, you already bring in Denzel Perryman, who I think is going to be a lot better, obviously, than Tahir Whitehead. And it's not really that much harder to be better than what Tahir Whitehead was last season. You already have Shaq Thompson coming back. I don't really know how much space there might be this year for Jeremy Chin to have to go play linebacker, which is why he's back here at safety. That's just one of the concerns I have at the safety position. There's not a ton of depth here. There is a lot of unknowns, both with Sam Franklin and Kenny Robinson. Justin Burris, I don't really know whether he'd be considered one of the top safeties in the league. Obviously not. Um, And I don't know if this safety unit that they have would be considered one of the top 10 or 20. They might be in the bottom third of safety pairings in the league. And that has nothing to really say about Justin uh, Jeremy Chin, whether he's any good or not, because he's obviously a good football player. We just don't know how good of a safety he is in the NFL. And when you look at his coverage numbers last year, he really wasn't that good in coverage playing at linebacker. Maybe moving back in the secondary will help him improve. That's something that a lot of folks kind of missed out on. He, he racked up a ton of tackles. It was really good in the box. But when he had to kind of go out there and guard and, and defend guys, he wasn't that great in his pass coverage. So that was one of the underlying things that a lot of national writers I read last season 
pointed out when Carolina Panthers fans were all gung-ho about him being the rookie of the year. And I would have loved for him to be the defensive rookie of the year. That was never going to happen when Chase Young, the number two pick, who had all the expectations, went out there and played as well as he did for a nasty Washington football team defensive line. That's just kind of how those things work out. I don't necessarily think Chase Young was a better player last year than Justin or from than Jeremy Chen, but that's just kind of the way these things work in the NFL. There are going to be a lot of questions with this uh, safety group. Corner, don't have a ton of questions with them, other than who's going to be the number two opposite of J.C. Horn. With safety, who's going to step in when Chin, if Joe Chin goes down? Who's going to step in if Burris goes down? Or Franklin and Kenny Robinson, are, are they ready to step up? Do I or Sean Chandler have any chance of making the roster? This is definitely a position group that I thought the Carolina Panthers, Scott Fitterer, their GM should have tried to find a way to add something either via the draft or in free agency. But like I said, look to see 53-man roster cutdowns. If these guys kind of struggle behind Chin and Burris, or even if Burris struggles, or hopefully not Chin, but maybe Chin struggles, that they look to add someone via the waiver wire before the start of the 2021 season. So that's a breakdown of the secondary, the corners and the safety. More questions at safety than at cornerback. Now, another question. I had someone send this to me. It's an old article from back in February, so not that long ago. So it's a little dated in terms of some of the reasonings. But the Carolina Panthers are among some of the teams eligible to be on HBO's Hard Knocks for the 2021 training camp season. Would you like to see the Panthers on Hard Knocks? I'm somewhat interested in this team potentially being up there, and I think their owner actually would be all on board about that. So I'll talk about that in just a moment. But first, let me tell you about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. So like I told y'all, follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, mainly for, of course, you know, just to follow me because I see the amount of people that listen and I don't have as many followers on Twitter as I have unique listeners to this podcast. So I need... Y'all's participation. So follow me if you ever want to hear what I have to say about the Panthers outside of the show. 
um, especially once we get to the season, kind of get my live reaction to what's ever going on, especially during the games. Or if you care about the Hornets, my buddies over there on the Locked On Hornets podcast, Kanata Edwards and Walker Mel do a great job. Hornets are getting really close to the playoffs, going to be in the playing game. Bad loss last night or the other night, but still. Go listen to them, but I also have some takes on the Hornets and anything going on Charlotte Sports, anything going really on North Carolina Sports and whatever's on my mind. So make sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where I want your questions for the Friday mailbag, where I also will take, if you DM me, suggestions of what to talk about on the show. Help me out here. Help produce the show. And a little shout out to one of our listeners who actually went out there and gave me a suggestion of something to talk about. Percy Eady at NFL Super Pro. Appreciate you, Percy. So make sure to go ahead and give him a follow as well. One thing I appreciate about Percy is that he doesn't always agree with my opinions, which that's fine. Not everyone on this podcast who listens to it needs to agree with everything I say. And that's fine. That's why I like when you guys follow me and let you me know what your opinions are. And I appreciate hearing those. That's why we do the mailbag because I want to give you a voice and I appreciate that. But he is willing to give me some things to talk about. And I liked what he sent me here about Hard Knocks and the Carolina Panthers. Now, back in February, CBSSports.com had an article talking about which teams. There's five teams that they brought up. The Broncos, the Cardinals, the Cowboys, and Giants, and the Panthers. Five teams that are eligible to be on Hard Knocks. Now, for eligibility purposes, for folks that don't know about this, since 2014, franchises are not required to be included as a potential Hard Knocks participants if they have, one, have a first-year head coach, two, have made the playoffs in the last two seasons, or three have appeared on the show in the past 10 years. Teams are, however, also allowed to volunteer for inclusion. Now, the Panthers, as we know, no longer have a first-year coach. So last year, they were exempt with Matt Rule going his first year. He's now a second-year coach, so that does not exclude them. Uh, they have not made the playoffs, unfortunately, in the last two seasons. So the Panthers are also eligible to be a part of Hard Knocks. And they've never appeared on the show. Not the past 10 seasons, ever. Panthers have never been on Hard Knocks. So, they are eligible to be up there. And when I look at some of these teams out there, the Broncos, not necessarily interested in them at all. The Cardinals, a pretty important year for this team. You bring in J.J. Watt. They uh, have Kyler Murray in his third year as a starter. Third year of Cliff Kingsbury, a team that was right there on the edge of making the playoffs last year. NFC West is really tough, bringing in Matt Stafford to the Rams. Of course, Russell Wilson's out there in Seattle, despite the, the little kind of uh thorny relationship that they had this past this offseason maybe still ongoing but right now it's not as big of a deal in the nfl as aaron Rodgers holding this massive grudge when it comes to the green bay packers so the nfc west of course san francisco also just drafted trey lance got jimmy garoppolo there a team that's two years removed from a super bowl there's a lot of intrigue there so the cardinals make a lot of sense dallas cowboys america's team as they call them They've been terrible my entire life. I'm 28 years old. The Cowboys have never really been any good. So I honestly never understand why the Cowboys get all this kind of national coverage. I get it. A ton of people love the Cowboys because they used to be good. Well, like the Pittsburgh Steelers used to be good, and they're still good. So I understand why Pittsburgh would get coverage. The Patriots have been great. I just don't understand why Dallas basically has its own home broadcast team every Sunday on Fox for America's Game of the Week with... Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. I'm not necessarily a huge Joe Buck and Troy Aikman fan anyway, so it's not like I care about whether the Panthers have those games. It's just super annoying that they get constantly shoved down our throats. So no, I do not want to see the Dallas Cowboys on Hard Knocks. The New York Giants. Gettleman? Is Gettleman interesting to you? Daniel Jones, is he interesting? Saquon's coming back from ACL. 
Kenny Galladay? No, nah, I mean, the Giants, That's not. that doesn't seem like an interesting franchise at all to me with the guys that they have on the roster now. But the Panthers do sound interesting. And this was CBS's justification to why they ranked the Panthers number two in terms of teams that should appear on Hard Knocks, saying, at first glance, and now some of this is dated, they don't carry the same circus appeal as the Giants, which, okay, whatever. I mean, the Giants are a circus, the Panthers are actually an organization heading into the right direction where the Giants are going to be looking for a new GM after this season, so fine. But the Panthers are legitimately one of the most interesting teams in the 2021 season. They got a peppy and still fresh coach in Matt Rule, who's still transforming the franchise as part of his long-term vision of culture building. They've got a hot young coordinator in Joe Brady. Okay, very true. They've got an aggressive new GM in Scott Fitterer, which we saw in the NFL draft starting on night two. Oh, they're pretty hungry for a quarterback upgrade, which spells all kinds of juicy material, whether it's Teddy Bridgewater battling a rookie or getting a midsummer call that's been shipped to Houston for Deshaun Watson. The upside is huge here. Now, of course, as we know, Teddy Bridgewater got traded to Denver the night before the draft. Deshaun Watson, his ongoing legal troubles uh, led to him not being traded here to Carolina. So they went on and and traded for Sam Darnold, who's a young quarterback. So young preppy, or is it peppy rather, not preppy, peppy, still fresh head coach, Matt Rule. You have a young hot coordinator named Joe Brady, who's going to be among one of the top head coaching candidates. He already applied for interview for three jobs this past cycle. One of the top head coaching candidates coming in 2022. You have a brand new GM in Scott Fitterer. You have a brand new quarterback in Sam Darnold. You're adding guys like Hassan Reddick, who had a huge year last year. He's on more of a prove-it deal here in Carolina. You bring in J.C. Horn, who certainly looks like he's going to be a character. There's a lot of intrigue with the Carolina Panthers on Hard Knocks. And I'm going to be honest with you all. I don't even watch Hard Knocks anymore because there's nothing interesting about the show. It's the same. I don't really care a lot about a lot of these teams out here. You have to give me someone interesting. Like the Cardinals one, that's a little interesting. I'm probably still not going to watch it because it's the same thing every year. This team hoping to be good this year. Oh, here's this guy. Is he going to make the roster? Is he not going to make the roster? Let's spend literally half the show gassing up a dude who's literally not going to make the roster. So that's what Hard Knocks has become. Will they make the roster? No. Yes. No. Okay. Whatever. Didn't bother watching last year because I wasn't really interested in watching a pandemic Hard Knocks with the Rams and the Chargers. And this year, if it's not the Panthers, probably not going to watch because it's been the same show. So, But if it's Carolina, where there's actual interest because I'm saying I do the Lockdown Panthers podcast, I'm from here, and it's also because they're an interesting team. They're a young team, the youngest team in the NFL. I would be all on board with it. You know who else would be all on board with the Carolina Panthers and might even volunteer? David Tepper. He's already done that before. Year one, as a Panthers owner, he signed up for the Amazon All or Nothing series. And didn't y'all love that? And let's be honest here. All or Nothing's way better than Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks is just talking about training camp and focusing on players. Like 90 dudes, you're only going to have 53 on the roster. So you got 37 other people who aren't even going to be on the roster that you're wasting screen time for. But having Sam Darnold come in here trying to mess with Christian McCaffrey after an injury replay year, introducing DJ Moore to the, for the, to the nation, Robbie Anderson... We've already seen the what's that bear doing, sir? Per video, which I can't, I still can't understand how that dude thought that the Panthers mascot was a bear. Like, what are we doing here? You got him, so many interesting characters. This would be the perfect team to be on Hard Knocks, and it's different. Not a lot of people know that much about the Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton's gone now. This is a perfect opportunity for David Tepper to volunteer to have his franchise be out there in the public eye of the rest of the NFL and the rest of the country and the football-watching public and see what 
David Tepper's Carolina Panthers look like. All or nothing was great because you got to go week to week and see the season. It also was a little heartbreaking as the Panthers started off 6-2. and two, And Cam's shoulder fell apart and the whole season fell apart at that point in time. And you also go back to the guys who are on that roster. The people, the guys that we fell in love with for seven, eight, nine years, they're all gone. Now this could be a way for David Tepper to introduce America to who the Carolina Panthers now are in this new era with Matt Rule and with Scott Fitter as the GM and Sam Darnold as the quarterback. So I would absolutely be all over the Carolina Panthers being a part of Hard Knocks. Let me know if you want them to be a part of Hard Knocks as well. Okay, so that wraps it up for this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by me, Julian Counts. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Also, check us out on Spotify, on Odyssey, on Google Podcasts, and on Stitcher, and, well, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. Also, follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council. Thank you guys so much for all your support. Last week, apparently, was our largest week, yet again, here on the Locked On Panthers Podcast. So, I owe all that to y'all. Please keep listening. Please keep subscribing. Please keep letting people know. And the fact that Apple Podcast was down and we were still able to have that big of a week. Thank you guys so much for going out there and finding the show and for letting your friends know and your family know and all that. I appreciate y'all and I will talk to you tomorrow. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.